0: Welcome to the Sprocket Podcast, where we're simplifying the good life. I'm Guthrie Straw, and Aaron is in Mexico. Brock brings us this episode from Ellie Tallimer, featuring
1: Cycling Sojourner.
0: Enjoy!
2: Thanks, Guthrie. Hey, it's Brock, and I am here, stitching together a couple pieces of old interviews to bring you an Ellie Tallheimer Showcase, the double feature. Like when you buy two classic albums and they packed two of them into one compact disc jewel case, that's what you're getting this week. Ellie is one of the coolest people we know doing bicycle touring, and her books are amazing. So we thought we'd bring you her interviews so you could hear some, especially since they've fallen off of the iTunes feed and perhaps other podcasting application feeds that you might use. So, oldie but a goodie, episode 77. This is before Aaron Flores was part of the regular podcasting crew, but he did make an appearance as a guest interviewer for Ellie's segment on this episode. After that, we'll bring you episode 187, our interview with Ellie, when she released her second bicycle touring book. This is our first episode with her, episode 77 from back in 2011. And we are here on the Sprocket Podcast. My name is Brock Dittus. That is Aaron Flores. Howdy. Uh, also joining us is uh, my wife Adele Dittus uh, to comment on bicycle touring. And our guest of the night, Ellie Tallheimer. Is that how you say it? Yes. All right. Cool. I, I've been mispronouncing it for months now. Uh, <laughs> you le- and everyone else. Leading up to yeah, but uh, thank you for joining us. Ellie is the me. author of Cycling Sojourner, a guide to the best multi-day tours in Oregon. And uh, there's actually a copy that you brought in for us. Oh, my goodness. And Candace, uh, Brandon's, hu- uh, Brandon's wife, is bringing us all alcoholic beverages, which is pretty Yum. fantastic. Thank you, Candace. So, uh, You're welcome. Thank you so much. Candace now we can really start. Yeah. <laughs> this is fantastic. Uh, we are drinking, as per Ellie's request, The uh, it's uh, local Oregon gin with dry lavender soda and uh uh, mint i believe so we none of us knows how to make mixed drinks apparently (laughs) (laughs) none of us us, yeah exactly we all enjoy a mixed drink from time to time but candace is the one who actually has the uh, the knowledge and the know-how so so we're enjoying that as we speak um so ellie was kind enough to bring in a copy of cycling sojourner which i have in my hand right now and uh this is probably one of the most useful things for any oregonian uh in finding out where to go with a uh, with a bicycle so um Shall we start talking about your bicycle touring experience? Let's do it. Yeah. Where have you been and, and uh, what kind of tours in Oregon have you done?
3: And in elsewhere?
1: Oregon? Oh, oh, my gosh. Uh, all over Oregon in all, in all quadrants. Um, also, internationally. I wrote "Cycling Italy" for the Lonely Planet.
2: Oh, that's right! I mm-hmm. remember seeing on your uh, on your bibliography, you've done a bunch of Lonely Planet uh, type things.
1: Yes, uh, I worked for the Lonely Planet for a number of years and wrote there. I authored their second edition of "Cycling Italy." So I spent about three months in Italy on my bike, running from one route to train to the next route and. Pretty much having. I thought, you know, if I do this and I and I make it happen, if I die afterwards, it's going to be okay because this is so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> but it was a lot of work. I needed a lot of sleep at the end of it.
2: Wow. Well, congratulations. Thanks. Yeah. And Lonely Planet makes a fantastic series of guides. They've got all kinds of good stuff out there.
1: Yep. And um, they've discontinued their biking guides, unfortunately. Is that right? Yeah.
2: Hmm. Do you know why?
1: Oh, that's probably a more complicated it's answer. It's all political. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So you've done uh, Italy, you've done a bunch of things. Uh, Where in Oregon have you been?
1: Um, Where? I mean, uh, the coast, all down the coast, Eastern Oregon, Southern Oregon, Central Oregon. Um, In my book, uh, you can see lots of kind of highlights of those different places, but... um, Do you mean specific through specific towns or...? Oh,
2: anything you like. I was thinking just generally, where have you been that you've enjoyed and and, uh, places that that kind of stick out in your mind? When you think of Oregon as a cycle touring destination, what are some of the highlights?
1: Well, me, I mean, it'll be different for different personalities, but uh, I particularly enjoy Eastern Oregon because Mm. it is... A, an untapped place there's not your packaged vacation there there's not your packaged experience and the wilderness and the roads um are unbelievable and the and the the desert scenery and there's one um particular tour that i'm really excited about um around the steens mountain um and that is a partially gravel and super hard and challenging but there is no one out there. Uh, Cowboys. We saw cow. I saw a cowgirl.
2: Like actual cowboys. Oh, yeah.
1: No one full on. Not just posing. They actually moved the cattle for us. (laughs) It was awesome. And I actually, I have a box text about how to navigate Cattle with your bike. <laughs> wow! Uh, would
2: you care to share a piece of that? You don't have to give away all the secrets, but uh, wh- what's one helpful thing when you're dealing with cattle?
1: You you don't. Um, I heard stories when I asked the BLM and I asked various locals about uh, to research this this box, and they said one person told me a story of a cyclist shooing the cattle and yelling and trying to get. I mean, they're you know thousands and thousands of pounds of flesh and. <laughs> With a with a group mentality, you know, um, and that's not what you're supposed to do. Okay. You flag down the cow hands, okay. basically, and you just wait nicely at the side, and they'll come and they'll guide you through <laughs> the, the cattle, or they'll uh, yeah, they'll help you in some way or another.
2: So. There we go. You leave it to the trained professionals, then.
1: Yes, you do. Yeah. What about if
0: there's no trained professional around? Because we've run into some cows yeah, and before, range. and there were no people but there there was not a herd there there were solitary cows on the 101 in California. I know is that? Yes, I
1: yeah, know what you're North talking North about. Yeah. Really really disconcerting. Yeah. Well, um <laughs> my I am personally afraid of cows.
0: <laughs> no, I
1: hear you. I am definitely afraid of cows. And my dad when we were when we were on um, cycling we cycled down the coast to to San Francisco together, mm-hmm. and he would laugh at me because there would be a cow on the side of the road. And yeah. I don't know they're big, and they're not very smart, and that's kind of a really bad combination. But, <laughs> I mean, what I've always done is just gone through, gone through, and, mm-hmm. you know, not been an asshole. Oop, am I allowed to say that? Oh, you can say That's okay. fine. <laughs> you, can, you can say any fucking word you want. <laughs> <the bullshit. Yeah. laughs> <laughs> so I just respect them. But I g what's daunting is when the, the in the eastern Oregon they will be herding entire entire head, like so many heads of cattle down oh, wow. down the road and it's So there's always oh, someone with those huge Yeah, creatures. They're not just okay. like chilling and going where they want. Okay. I don't know, maybe sometimes there are but I, I, I got the impression that they weren't. There would always be a cow hand somewhere near. Mm-hmm.
0: What which seasons can you bike the Steens Mountains? Because it seems like a place of extreme weather. Yeah, okay.
1: the the Steen Mountain has a um, weather system unto itself, hmm. um, which so there is a, a loop up the Steen the Steen's Mountain and around, and that one it's extremely hard, something like sixty four miles, and that one you can only do in the summer hmm. and probably late summer because the pass doesn't open. But the rest is really interesting. If you wanted to skip that, that's a day ride. Then you can ride best times in fall and spring. Hmm. And I would even say spring because there's more water, okay. and water is is your probably one of your main focuses mm-hmm. um, doing that tour. Um,
2: it's pretty dry out there.
1: It's pretty dry, and mm. uh, but you know we went in the fall. And there was tons of water, and it was an off year, so you don't really know. I would say it's fall or spring, but check check with the BLM. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So Adele, you and I, when we got married, we took a uh, we took two honeymoons. One was by car, the other was by bike. Mm-hmm. And uh, the the first one by car actually took us down near the Steens. Mm-hmm. Uh, we we stayed in Burns which uh, is one of the most beautiful <laughs> places in Oregon that no one knows about yeah. and uh, no one really cares about, I it's think, true. which is too bad. Uh, it is small. There's not too much there. But the Malheur Wildlife Refuge is down there. We did some driving. Uh, and I just I remember thinking when we were down there, this is all so enormous, so spread out, it would be wonderful to see this by bicycle. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad that there's a, there's a plan and there's a, you know, a way to do this that's, that's not impossible.
1: Yeah, and basically what I wanted to do is... Um I was inspired to write this book because my husband and I were, were training for an endurance uh, event, endurance cycling event, and there was no information because we just wanted to grab grab the information and go. And I ended up um, using my professional skills and creating tours for us in order um, to do, because the training for those kind of rides is really grueling. And I was, I just decided, you know what I want to do, I want to make it fun and I want to go on a bike tour. So let's yeah. do a hundred mile days, but let's go somewhere and have fun Um, and there was nothing Hmm. out there so it kind of inspired me to to do this so people could actually grab a guide have the information in front of them just be able to go Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. hopefully inspire bicycle tourism
2: yeah. This kind of raises the bar a little bit on what people are able to do as well because I generally I think people who are starting out and and uh haven't maybe done cycle touring before are only going to do something that's been prescribed for them. So uh, a great deal of Oregon has heretofore been uncharted and uh, unmapped as far as uh, you know what what your uh, what the guidebooks are available for. So this is uh, this really is kind of a new exciting sort of thing. Um tell us a little bit about putting it together. What uh, what was the process like?
1: well um again i the the, the process started when i couldn 't find any information. Well, there was the information out there there's information, lots of information on day rides, but then you 've got to trans you 've got to transpose on top of that the lodging and the road conditions and all of the different things that go along and wh- where am I going to find food along the way, which mm-hmm. takes a bunch of time so <laughs> that 's where it started, and then I was wondering why. There wasn't a resource like that out for people. And I began to understand, at least in the publishing world, these kind of guides are really quite costly to make. And the um, margins on them are unsexy to Mm -hmm. publishers. Um, (laughs) Like it
2: costs too much to just send somebody out to do this.
1: Or uh, it costs a lot to send someone out to do the research. And um, it costs a lot the cartography. And it costs a lot to produce. And it's just... Even if it breaks even, it's maybe not going to do too much past that. Well, I, I don't know. I think my my guide's actually going to be really great. It's going to go through the roof. <laughs> we know this. It's going to go
4: through
1: the roof. Best selling. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, so then I still wanted to do the book. And so I started looking at different economic models in order to do that and looking into publishing Ended up uh, starting my own publishing house, Into Action Publications. And there we go. Um, into action uh, publications.com dot it's, com dot com is its website, and um, it's based on funding from interested partners. So Travel Oregon and Cycle Oregon both helped fund the book. So getting it to the to the place where um, it becomes a viable project to do financially. So they they got it to that place, Very and nice. then through to and then we we began, we just started you know i I've, I've never made a book from from the the start to finish, every mm-hmm. single aspect of it, you know, being the project manager for it, but um I liked it, and it definitely had a learning curve that was some somewhat painful at times, <laughs> but so, um, what
2: was painful about this process
1: uh, you think that you're going to be spending the morning um writing a certain section of the book, and you have it so neatly uh, scheduled in the morning, but then you're talking to uh, someone about promoting the book, and then you all of a sudden your cartographer wants you to do the edits for the second round of maps, and then um, you have to talk with your funders about this, that, and the other, and there's all these other elements. And then you've got to the cover design and everything that you've got, there's so many different moving parts that it's just not, I didn't just write the book. It's (laughs) I orchestrated all of these things and actually it, it it turned out I'm very pleased with it It turned out. I'm pretty proud of it.
2: Well, it's a good looking book. The, The cover, I feel like they say you can't judge a book by its cover. I feel like you can tell a lot by, about a book just based on kind of what it looks like, what it feels like when you're holding it, uh, kind of the, the quality of the product that you're holding in your hands. And this is a book that uh, it feels as good in your hands as it looks. So I think, yeah, the definitely. Ca- I
1: would have to give a shout-out to Laura Carey at Carey Design Group. She worked really hard on the cover. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks great. Yeah, she did a, a bang-up job.
2: Yeah, it's good. Um, so what I, I'm kind of curious, did you do all of the rides in this book or uh, did you kind of source out the, uh, the field testing to various people?
1: Oh yeah, no, I, I did all of the writing myself. I think there was 12 miles in the, in the true West chapter I didn't do due to this, that, and the other. Um, what else didn't I do? There's a side trip from, um, on a scenic bikeway. Okay. Uh that I didn't do and the Steens the the Steens Mountain um I didn't do a bit of that and I and I mentioned that in my book too because <laughs> I'm just it's really I was quite upset by it but I had been going and going and going and the season was ending and I couldn't I couldn't get but to a couple of the day rides. So
2: yeah, you uh-huh. can't fight nature. It's, if uh, if the seasons turn against you, that's uh, sometimes the best time to stop.
1: Yeah, and I just you know I had a finite time for research, but um, I had Donnie uh, Kolb over at Velo Dirt.
2: Yeah, um, you were mentioning him before we started taping.
1: Yeah, he he gave me the lowdown on it, and then we went out and we researched it and brought our bikes, but didn't we didn't have the time to actually. the five days Yeah, yeah so um i do regret that and um actually planning to go out in the fall oh excellent yeah to do that
2: very good well what are some of your favorite things about being on the road what uh what gets you excited about bicycle touring
1: i like it because it feels like um in this world where we're so we're kind of attached to our phones and our gadgets and our things, you have basically what you have in your bag and you have the road in front of you and Mm. you have to deal with whatever kind of the destiny doles out that day. You guys are cycle tourists. You know what I'm talking about? Indeed we are. Um, and that's just really exciting. And I think that there's fewer and fewer opportunities to have that kind of feeling of freedom. Um, it today and especially bicycle tourism is a really accessible way to feel that because you can just it there's it's such an amazing feeling to step out your front door and be on an adventure mm-hmm. and uh, it, it's so
3: yeah
0: yeah uh, I'm I'm curious about um did you get into um how which came first writing or writing about uh write writing about cycle touring or cycle touring
1: oh cycle touring okay yeah. when I graduated uh, from college. My dad and I went down, our very first tour, both of us, we went from Astoria, Oregon to San Francisco, uh-huh. California, and um, that was, we just both fell in love with it. So that's
0: kind of unique. Your dad was already
1: um, a cycle tourist? He was no, he ready wasn't. That was his first oh, one. Um, wow. He was very much, and I was very much, let's camp, it'll be so fun, the camping's great on the coast, and he's uh-huh. very much like, if we're going to do this, I'm going to need a bed at the end of the night. Um, so we kind of compromised on that. And he he actually owns a bike shop in Little Rock, Arkansas. Oh, okay. So he's been very into all the different types of cycling for a while, and mm-hmm. um, or for a long time. And um, so that was his. And since then, we've gone on several other trips together. So I'm pretty lucky, my dad. that's awesome. awesome. Yeah,
2: that's something not a lot of people get. That that's kind of exciting. That uh, yeah. And and uh, what else has he done
3: since then?
1: Well, I also have to add the caveat that he that he. Did get us matching rain gear, <laughs> so it's not all roses. Usually, what happens with married
0: couples? We went through that phase for a while. We had matchy matchy. It was intimidating. It was yes, very I, intimidating. As you
2: say, matchy matchy. We, we still kind of do. We have matching styles.
1: Yeah, different colors at least. But yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it was That's funny. Adorable. People would yell, "Nice jackets!" And I just—I uh, wasn't quite, you know, I wasn't a teenager still, so I kind of thought it was funny more than embarrassing. But
2: right, right. You well, I, you kind of ride that uh, that gradient, I suppose, kind yeah. of throughout life with your parents. Yes, but uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. i I'm curious just talking about like being connected and disconnected and, and uh, the experience of like getting away from it all uh if you're out on the road do you uh, do you have a smartphone do you have some way to connect to the internet do you or do you limit that or, or how do you uh, how do you curate your connection I'm, to the rest of the world while you 're yeah. out
1: I'm probably a wrong person to ask that because usually for the last little bit when I've been out on the road, mm-hmm. I have my computer because I'm working oh sure, so um, I have this little dinky computer i and i I think that if I were to do, to do something um, for purely pleasure i I would bring my smartphone mm-hmm um, just because it's my cell phone
2: right, right those um, are kind of tied together these days for a lot of people
1: right it, exactly and uh, as an independent businesswoman um, and an independent contractor, sometimes your work follows you a little mm. bit so um, but it uh, you know i made a i made a decision this early on not to have the book be an ebook
2: okay right
1: because I didn't want to incur that expense right now partially because uh, the book doesn't have it can't do that right now but also because you know a guidebook is just nice to have you just want it your guidebook and you want your panniers and your water bottles and you want to go every now so, and again yeah. a
2: physical product is very nice to have
1: right
4: paper doesn't require batteries yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's true and
1: with the tours that I've been on. I definitely wouldn't want to rely on an electronic device. If you're out in the middle in the woods, how lame would it feel to just be sitting there and like trying to punch and like re uh, reboot something when you need a map Mm -hmm. and you need information. So, yeah. Yeah. We've kind of run into that. Haven't we
0: on our bike tours where we're relying on, on your iPhone for for maps and then we haven't like downloaded the right information. And so (laughs) then we don't know what to do. Yeah. Right. There, you just can't, like, there's, there's no substitute for just a paper map sometimes.
2: Mm-hmm, for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, and compounding that to the fact that I actually have an iPhone, but I don't have a cell plan uh, right. or a, a mobile data plan, so it's all based on basically what I've saved beforehand. So right. it's, kind of, uh, it's kind of like the... The distraction of the technology, plus the uh, the unconnectedness of not having the technology. So I, I guess I'm kind of in the the worst of both of those boats. But, anyways, it's uh, yeah, I, I find it fascinating just the idea that more and more, it really is hard to get away from from it all, as they say. Um, and uh, yeah, I, I think it's nice to to be able to find a way to get out into nature and to be able to take your trips and uh, and bicycle out into the wilderness, staying connected, but uh, but not necessarily, you know having Twitter follow you, for example, oh, yeah. or something like that.
0: Yep. Yep. I'm going to hold you to that when we do our summer trip. <laughs> by the way. <laughs> she has it on Are me. you twittering again? Have you retweeted in the last 30 minutes? Oh, there's Mel <laughs> Batchelor! <Shame. laughs> I'm still not. I'm, I'm not on Twitter. I'm holding out. Right, but, right. But Brock draws, uh, enriches his life.
2: Well, yeah. <laughs> it, it can be a useful tool. Are you a Twitter fan, Ellie, or not?
1: Um, you know what? Um, I... Do it because I know I need to, hmm. um, and sometimes. Uh, but I'm not very good at it. I'm not very good at <laughs> tweeting. I'm
2: kind of curious how you measure that metric, you know, because I, I, I feel like I'm not very good at tweeting either. But uh, but but really, like, what is there to it? I suppose. Well,
1: you know, you'll read the tweets that have all of these codes, and you don't even know if you're a layperson what it says. But it's like hashtag bit.ly, like all of these things, and you don't really know the message if you're just reading English. <laughs> I don't know how to do that very well.
2: Right, right.
1: Um, But... Uh, I think it's I think it's useful.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: But I, I mean, I hear what you guys are talking about. It's it's so nice and refreshing. I f- almost feel like a different person when I'm away from my computer and my iPhone for an extended amount of time. It's like, oh, right. that's who I am. Mm-hmm. Great, <laughs> I'm awesome. All right, or or the, the opposite, <laughs> you, you find out
2: that you don't like who you oh, become. Oh, I suck.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: yeah, and actually, we need to talk to Ellie Blue when we have her in. I believe she's coming in next week, uh, but uh, she actually. Actually deactivated her Facebook account. I at I uh, point. I she, was uh, talking
0: to my sister about that today. Yeah. About whether I should get off Facebook. How it? it yeah. Anyways, that will be
1: interesting.
2: Yeah, it's uh, it's curious. I'm I'm uh, interested to find out what it is. Yeah,
1: she chose to tweet. Mm-hmm. She's active, active tweeter. Right. Mm.
2: But uh, but or not Twitter
1: Tw- Twitterify vacation. <laughs> Twitterpater. Twitter uh, Yeah. Okay. Is that really what it's called? <laughs> I have no
2: idea. Okay. It
1: should be. Uh, <laughs> Twitter hater, Twitter pater. But it, <laughs> <laughs> Two classes of people.
2: <laughs> there are those that tweet and those that twippity tweet. So... Um, <laughs> Uh, what, what's next for you on just coming up on the horizon? Are you uh, going to be writing some more books or uh, do you have other projects that are in the the wings?
1: I have a really exciting project coming up. Uh, it's called Hop. It's another book. It's another guidebook. And it's called Hop in the Saddle, a guide mm-hmm. to Portland's craft beer scene by bike. And right. it is going to be really awesome. Lucy oh. Burningham is a... A beer writer. She writes for Sunset and New York Times and other like Wall Street Journal, all that stuff. But she's local.
2: Wall Street Journal has a beer column?
1: No, she's written oh, beer okay. articles. That would be nice. Maybe they do. <laughs> if they were smart, they would. Um, and so she's doing the beer reviews and curating. I'll, Totally no holds bar. All of the breweries in uh, in Portland, and then we're connecting those those spots that she pick and uh, that she picks, and, I, and then that's when I come in and I'm gonna connect them with the best bike routes and the bike boulevards and all and point out all the cool bikey stuff in portland along the way so is is that kind of second nature to you now
0: because you've probably ridden around portland a lot or do you have to do a lot of kind of in the field research and like around the city
1: yeah i think that um i'm pretty comfortable with it i'm very comfortable with southeast i Mm -hmm. uh I'm, I'm actually i've I've ridden around the city for for years but it definitely i think the north portland will be a little bit of an exploration so far it's like a 45 minute bike ride for my house um mm-hmm. but the cool part is is that each of the different rides and each of the different quadrants the five quadrants so to speak you know that's funny portland, portland has north, five quadrants yes that's right <laughs> five neighborhoods <laughs> um yeah quote unquote um have an extent this gin is really strong oh,
0: yeah.
1: uh, <laughs> i'm starting to feel it too wait what am i saying oh yeah okay <laughs>
4: good job candace um and, well, that, is, and that is how I portland back is back. By
0: <laughs>
2: thanks to Jen. that's right would that
0: be like pent? Doesn't quad
1: mean four? Yes, but that's the, exactly that's the quote. The gin, of quote. Yeah, see? no, that's 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 why there's a there's a brewery called the Fifth Quadrant. Right, uh, right. That's the, the old is the North Quadrant is the Fifth mm-hmm. Quadrant. Right. So yeah. we need a new word. Right, but we don't have one. But so we keep the on using English this. language is not sufficient.
2: Yeah, and just sounds dumb.
1: Yeah, a pentent. So. <laughs> I think that we just like in Portland to say Fifth Quadrant to be weird. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that's going to change. But anyways, so. We have an extension route for each of the different five rides that we do. And so that would go, that's if you want to do a real ride, as long as the tootling city ride that goes from brewery to brewery. So you have the option to, you know, go out and bust your butt a little bit and then come back. I'm curious, how your- many
0: um, breweries can you put in one ride before Not you're very totally many. gone? She's <laughs> having,
1: she's having, she's really um, earner, earning her money by, Narrowing it down to about four, three or four. No, let's say three to six. But there's other listings. There's listings for bottle shops, recommendations to eat, different mm-hmm. little quirky beer. There's quirky beer stuff all over Portland. So there really cool is. little box text all throughout the the content. So she's awesome. working hard. But she, if anyone could write this book, it'd be her because she's an, an expert on local breweries. That mm-hmm. sounds
2: really exciting. So when is this coming out? November. Fantastic. All yeah. right. And Just we'll look time for that. For
1: my birthday. <laughs> I, think, I think there's a birthday present in your future.
2: <laughs> we'll have to make a note of that for later. Uh, so if people want to find your stuff, um, what's the best place for them to find it at?
1: So um, if you want to buy the Cycling Sojourner, you can go to my website, which is great, <laughs> cyclingsojourner.com. If you, also, if you want to buy it off of Amazon or Powell's Books... Powell's books online you can also do it there
2: Powell's books is our local portland bookseller and they're fantastic
1: yeah so any of those things and i'm also going to be um a, a number of but splendid cycles has it right now river city has it right now and i just haven't it's it's just out this week so i haven't started talking to the bike shops yet okay and yeah. the, uh, it's being the book is being distributed by ipg Which deals with the bigger book carriers, but not bike shops, unless they request. So I'm going to be hand selling and selling locally to the to the bike shops.
2: Okay, there we go. It's also available from Microcosm Publishing, if I remember the internet saying something.
1: Does is it? I
2: think they might have a listing. Uh, Maybe not. Okay. I, I, thought, I thought I saw a connection, but I could be wrong as if well. If there
1: is, I don't know about that. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but great.
2: Something for the lawyers to look at later. <laughs> uh, well, maybe we should do a quick lightning round for uh, all three of us to ask you uh, interesting questions. Um, I, I would like to just... <laughs> no fer- pressure. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, what if
1: I don't think it's interesting enough? Can I pass? You can pass if you hey. want, <laughs> <laughs> uh, So it's I'm great. curious. It's
4: dry, you know.
2: Worst night on the tour?
1: <laughs> Worst night on a tour... Oh, God. It was in um, a not-to-be-named Caribbean country where I was <laughs> cycle touring with my friend. Um, and we decided that we would go up to this place. We were, somehow ended up in this little town where there's only this big fancy resort. And we went into the resort, and they said it was X in amount of dollars, and that was not fitting our budget. So then we decided to go um, camp out next to the pool house at, at night. and um, <laughs> On the yeah, grounds of the resort. Yeah, on the grounds of the resort. That's in our 20s, early 20s. That seemed like a really good idea.
2: Mm, without permission.
1: Without permission in a very, uh, you know, not very regulated, un, not to be named country. <laughs> and, <laughs> so... Um, we ended up just – I ended up being freaked out because the cars that drove by that were partying could kind of see where we were as our lights <laughs> drove by. So we ended up talking to the guys who were, like, watching the pool, and they let us sleep on the picnic benches until it got to be the first light, and then we – Booked our butts out of the time. I really just tell that on radio. <laughs>
2: Good work. Yes. Uh, <laughs> okay. Dad, be proud. Be very,
1: very proud. I haven't told him that story yet.
4: Aaron, you got a question? Uh, yes. Longest or, yeah, highest number of consecutive days on the saddle or longest ride uh, in a single day or <laughs> how long you've been packing heat.
1: <laughs> I think you're referring to my virgin gun experience <laughs> that happened in Eastern Oregon. Ooh, do you I'll... carry a gun? No. <laughs> oh,
4: <okay. laughs> I actually Hagelin just threw that out there randomly. Oh,
1: oh okay.
0: <laughs> I'm getting all oh. excited like I want to carry a gun on my bike, George,
1: too. Can we talk about this?
4: <laughs> How do you put a holster in a bike bucket?
1: <laughs> I thought you'd read my blog. Um, anyway, I, mean, I did. <laughs>
4: <laughs> this was not a non sequitur. I did my research. <laughs>
1: um, that's not to say that my husband hasn't suggested that when I've been biking. Oh, around. really? Yeah. Oh, but it, I suggested I, anything. <laughs> Honey, you should carry a gun. <laughs> um, can I answer the second Brought one? Brought to you in part by the NRA. <laughs> what was the second question?
4: <laughs> second question. Um, longest number of miles yeah. in a single ride. Oh.
1: And this isn't on a tour, but. Brag um, points. Two hundred oh, and six, and that's on a tour. Wow! Holy shit, it, that's amazing. So, you,
4: like, you just set out and did
1: no 206, Are you talking because this is different? Because if you're talking about on a tour, it's less. This wasn't yeah. on a tour. This well, wasn't like without, a tour. without no, sleeping, just, without right?
4: Yeah, just right on the right without, on the and bike then sleep. Don't
1: it just doesn't, doesn't have to be on tour, it
4: doesn't have to be on tour. I
1: so, so I, yeah,
4: like if it was set out for an endurance thing, yeah,
1: right. Cool. My, um, so my husband roped me into endurance gravel road racing, and um, well, he actually didn't at all. Actually, that's a complete lie. He was such an avid yoga enthusiast after he knew that I loved yoga, and this is a big <laughs> part of my life. He jumped into yoga and he just did it just is heartwarming so he does endurance gravel road racing events so I'm like I'm going to do that I'm just going to do that and the dirty kanza in kansas is a 200 um, 206 those the last 6 miles are not to be discounted um, gravel road race and so I trained and I trained and I did it And I can say that I was second place women. Wow. And dead last. (laughs) (laughs) There were were two women. No, there was 17. There were 17, but lots of, there's a huge attrition rate. Oh, well you finished. And actually only 40% of the, of a little less than 40%, I think finished that year of all writers. Um, yeah. When my, when my husband, it was this, there was a spaghetti feed the night before and, um, It was a complete sausage party and all these like shaved men that were like muscly and walking around, like kind of like really (laughs) strutting. I was like, Joe, I cannot believe you made me do this. I cannot believe I'm here. I'm going to get my ass kicked, but it wasn't that kind of race.
2: That's fantastic. (laughs) I know
1: your question. Oh, um, okay.
0: Who, who is the most colorful personage that you've met? on the road oh my sometimes god sometimes you meet some real crazies yes, out there
1: you do wait that i've toured with personally or that i've met no, well, just kidding.
0: <laughs> either it might get a little too personal if these are people you've traveled with they might listen to this don't bring your bridges but i
4: subscribe
1: to her blog <laughs> oh my gosh there are so many col- um well, there are so many colors. There's. Uh, okay, name one. There are my, so many
4: colors. There are They're so like
1: many that. colors in the rainbow. No. Oh, i um, to go by. <laughs> Someone start singing. Um, <laughs> I think my dad and I were on. Um, we're biking down the coast and we met this guy who had been. He was this old guy carrying tons of weight, just totally unshaved and things hanging off. I think he was on a recumbent. He might've been on a recumbent just going oh, wow. slow as ever. And he had been riding back and forth, just back and forth all on the, the country, just back and forth across the country, yeah. not the coast. No, just this the country just gone on for so, I mean, the amount of days he had been on the road and he doesn't have a job and he just relies on people to kind of like host him. And so we gave wow. him some cliff bars and he, that was pretty cool. Um, gosh but that uh, colorful uh, there's just so many i would would have to rock my brain (laughs) because the cool thing about cycle touring is that you um get to meet people are so open to talking to you Mm -hmm. because you're doing something that's kind of awesome and approachable Mm -hmm. as as opposed to being in the box of your car um that you meet tons of tons of people that's that's also another one of my favorite parts of cycle touring Mm mm-hmm
2: uh last question or maybe it's a two-part question i i was just thinking uh, your favorite bicycle accessories are not like brakes or components or anything but like uh, something that you put on your bike that you wouldn't usually find there uh or your favorite thing to have uh in camp at night or both Mm,
1: luxury okay uh i love and this might be too um yeah duh so if it's yet yeah, <laughs> to yeah duh, then you can ask me for something else. Okay. Um, I love my handlebar bag. Is Ooh. that too much?
2: No, that's not at all. That's well, not everybody has one. That that makes it an no, accessory. We never,
4: we never toured with handlebar bags. Right.
1: They're I, not. They're not aerodynamic. Yeah, yeah but. <laughs> <laughs> Lol. <laughs> you guys do intervals, don't you? That's right. Time trials Time seem like trials. interval people. Nothing but. <laughs> Yeah, because usually they have that nice place where you can put your map or where yeah, you're yes. going, and there's always the things that you want to grab: your chapstick, you want to maybe grab some sunscreen, your accessible snack, maybe an extra layer, um, your phone, your there's a number of your camera, different things, and you just want to go, and you can even do it. Lots of the photos in cycling Italy was actually taken. From my camera as I'm moving on my bike. Wait, is that gets a long? I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, but you know because I not was in, in such Italy. a hurry, yeah. it right? And it's true, it's true. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so that's what I would say. Fantastic.
2: Anyway, yeah. Uh, what do you have at, uh, in camp? What's one? You want upon your luxury items? So you're uh, oh, luxury. Sure. Items? Yeah. What do you? What do you, uh, you uh, relax you with in the tent luxury at night?
1: Items, I, oh, yeah. You don't roll that way. No, I roll that way. <laughs> okay. Um, because you're not moving fast anyway, so you might as well be comfortable, mm-hmm. and you might as well be right safe. Yeah. <laughs> um. So that, And that's
4: why you pack heat. Yeah. That's that, right. That's right. I have to say. It's a god. That's why I pack
1: heat. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's a whole different story. That's a whole different story. Read my blog. Anyways. Um,
4: I'm gonna have to. No.
1: I know. <laughs> um Oh uh, god, what was the question? The question Oh the oh, uh, luxury item. Uh so you can get you can even get it like Campmore, not even a fancy camping right. item store it's like um, the
2: walmart of uh, right. uh clearing houses for camping yeah. right
1: so even you can get a, um a very small compact nylon um hammock Ooh. that you can hang from anything it's really mm-hmm. great to have this these two little things you can hang from trees or you can hang from posts Wow. and so it's it's, it's really not that much weight yeah. it's a little bit more space and you no know, it's not it's like smaller than a football. Um, Smaller than a
2: bread box, yeah.
1: Bre- what is a bread box?
0: Don't <laughs> it's you know? People <laughs> <laughs> don't use those anymore. <laughs> yeah, I know. Don't That's you know? Food freeze. Th- all the
1: goodwill.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Do you ever sleep in the hammock? Like, uh, overnight. Probably, no, not no, overnight.
1: Okay. No, no, no. Probably not. No. Yeah.
2: But nice to have in camp just to relax with.
1: Yeah, because if you find a super beautiful campsite and you don't want to be like in your tent and mm. you don't want to bring a crazy creek. You know, or, you know, like the camp chair. That oh folds right, up. right,
2: okay, yeah.
1: Um, it's, can be it can be euphoric. Yeah. Can be an item that inspires euphoria.
2: Oh, that's fantastic.
1: Yeah, wow. but it well, is a luxury item. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> good that to know. Sounds good because we've always just
0: made our these bike buckets that I'm resting my feet on right now into seats, but this right. summer we're rolling with panniers, so we're going to be without. Mm-hmm.
3: We're yeah. Have
0: and to you know, come you up guys, solution. Well, I don't know, you're, you're kind of panniers? tall,
1: but I, I fit two people in that so. hammock.
2: Two people in a hammock? Yes. Wow. That uh, That's fantastic.
1: Yes. Nice. Even, even friends, you don't have to be romantically inclined. You just right. have to be motivated.
2: You just have to be willing to spoon.
1: Platonic. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So... <laughs>
2: <laughs> Ellie, thank you so much for joining thank us. This so much is for a, having the me guidebook on. again: is Cycling Sojourner, a guide to Oregon's best tours, and that's the tagline that I can't read and I can't see and I can't I'll remember. Can you, you read me? The, the, yeah, it's Cycling Sojourner,
0: a guide to the best multi-day tours in Oregon
2: by Ellie Talheimer. Uh And
0: can we oh, say that? the website?
2: Please do. I was about to, but I couldn't oh, remember no, what do it was it. either. You,
1: okay, Cyclingsojourner.com.
2: Right. com. Yes, that's right. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> thank you. Thank you for joining us. Cheers. And now episode 187 from twenty
4: fourteen. Hey, speaking of going out to the woods and camping on the ground, guess who we have here today? Who do we have? We have Ellie Tallheimer. Yes we do. Hi. You might know her <laughs> from Cycling Sojourner, or you might know her from Hop in the Saddle. But you also probably should also know her from the Hop in the Saddle. <laughs> <laughs> and other from, things. From Cycling Sojourner. <laughs> yeah. Washington edition. Right. Yeah. The newest Portland book. Portland
1: Society. There you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. There we yeah. go. Portland Society.
4: Right,
2: uh, yeah, yeah. How long have you been part of the Portland Society?
1: Ellie uh, Blue and I co-founded it, oh my gosh, about four years ago.
2: Okay. So you've been a part of it since the beginning. Yes. Yeah. From the
1: very beginning. Nice. From the inception. Scheming in a coffee shop. Yeah. Was its birth.
2: Well, thanks for coming back. Uh, this is the uh, third time that you've been
4: Number on the show three.
1: now. Number mm-hmm. three. Yeah. Yep. Always you, fun.
4: You've joined. Can't get people enough. People such as.
1: Well, and you bribed me. Speaking of, could you pass me that IPA? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so here's the deal. We've got uh, since this is the Washington book that you released. Oh, I have uh, Grid Three IPA, or what is it? Three Grid, Three Grid IPA from Schooner Exact, which is out of Seattle. Hmm. Or there's also the Crux Half Hitch, which is from Ben. This would hail back to your uh, your first book, but the Crux is good. So I leave you the choice.
1: Um, I I'll go for
2: the Washington. All right, there we go. Uh, here's an opener. Let me. Yes. Uh, yeah. you should have some of this too
1: because there's a lot
2: of it. Yeah, I'll try. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I I would exu- I would assume you can handle 22 ounces of beer.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: you just seem like that kind of person. What do you mean? <laughs> you mean Wait, bad. I I guess that could sound bad, couldn't it? <laughs> What I mean is that uh, you, you're amazing at bicycle touring oh, and uh, and pretty good at drinking beer.
1: <laughs> um, I would concur. I think you're pretty much
2: spot on. <laughs> um, all right. And, uh, Aaron, here's uh, oh. some of that. Okay, oh, you I got, got your own. House. Okay, never mind. All right. So we're all beveraged up then. In that case, let's uh, d- a toast to podcast number
4: what? 187? Wow. That is something. Oh, yes. 187 with Ellie Tallheimer. Pack heat. That is
3: something.
4: You were
2: saying, Aaron, that that's what police use to refer to... That
4: is homicide. Homicide, okay. The police code for homicide.
2: Gotcha, okay. So this is a call back to uh, the first time you were on the show, and we asked you about packing heat.
1: Oh, did you? Oh, because I did. Uh, I believe so, yeah. Yes, Yes. I did.
2: (laughs) And I think I forgot that that was the case. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Mm
1: -hmm. Yep, the guy in the truck, the huge truck, taught me how to shoot a weapon. No, so, I didn't wake up in the morning knowing that that was going to be the case <laughs> today. but ended up that way.
2: <laughs> there we go. That's that's a whole different story. So, Ellie, we had you come in here to talk about your book, so we yes. should probably shift to that.
1: Well, I, I have a good segue. Yes. You were just talking about your trip. Uh-huh. Um, have you looked at your route? Have uh, you we looked
2: at- have looked at maps. Okay. I don't know if we know what our route is yet. Okay. <laughs> we're trying to keep it such a mystery.
1: Adele had said that you didn't really know where you are going yet. So, yeah, yeah. Um, but, we
2: have your books for inspiration.
1: Yeah, that you were looking at. The, so if you'd looked, we could talk about which rides. You well,
2: to I, I know there are, uh, there are a few um, that look good. And I'm trying to remember the cool names that you gave them. There, uh, There's the one that goes over Highway 20, which is that is that Epic yeah, Washington?
3: that is. Mm-hmm.
2: Okay. That's the one that goes through the pass to uh, well, either two are from Mount Vernon and uh, Twisp and Wenatchee on the mm-hmm. other side. My grandma lives in Wenatchee, so we're definitely going to be going there at some point this summer.
3: Wenatchee?
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's
2: a cute little town, right? It's cute. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, I even heard there was a comedy festival up there like a couple weekends ago, which I don't think of comedy when I think of Wenatchee. I don't know if uh, most people in Wenatchee think of comedy, but it's- um,
4: Maybe it's their own brand of comedy?
2: Could be. Uh, yeah, I feel like I almost said something offensive about yeah, I, I, if anybody's listening to Wenatchee, actually I'm really sorry. I didn't mean that in a bad way. Um, but yeah, it's uh that that ride I did one time before back in like 2010 when I was doing a solo trip. Uh, but I'm looking forward to seeing that again cuz it's such a beautiful country. Oh, yeah. And uh and there's nothing like a town named Twisp. I know. Twisp is a great town Twisp name.
1: is a great town. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. And it was Winthrop. it Winthrop is a cute little like yes. uh, old west. Uh,
1: it's so funny. Yeah. I mean they it it seems like they should sanction um Uh, tumbleweed to like go across you know have someone
2: (laughs) hire a a tumbleweed yeah just like blow it across
1: the street yeah it's funny exactly
2: (laughs) you're late i don't care what your union says (laughs) tumbleweed union is wrong but yeah it's uh it's it's a little town and some of the views of the peaks up there um i'm trying to remember i don't remember the names of the mountains but uh the last climb from the east side, which is where I, that's how I did it last time I was there. Oh, um, it was just. I uh, mean, like,
1: up Washington Pass.
2: Yes, yeah. it's like eight percent or something like that. It's Super really steep. Really fun ends. to go down. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah, and then Ross Lake is up there, and uh, Adele and I are both Kerouac fans, so he spent some time oh, in a lookout tower up there. Yeah, that's what uh, Dharma Bums concluded with his experience of that. Well, so.
1: Ross Lake is magical, yeah. beautiful. Oh man.
2: Yeah, and then uh, what, Diablo Dam? Yes. So the devil's holding back all that water. Yeah. Uh, on the west side of the lake. <laughs>
1: yeah. And
2: that's a fun descent, I guess. So, yeah. Yeah.
1: And that's, it's just a beautiful, it, it almost looks like tropical colors. Mm, the yeah. lakes are yeah. just.
2: Yeah. It's such a deep blue. It's, yeah. it's almost like the, um, like that mineral blue. Yeah.
3: When oh you know that gosh. there's tons like of deep water. And, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
2: You're on the top of the world. Yeah. I can see why, uh, why Kerouac felt closer to Dharma than anywhere else, I guess. <laughs> Wait, is Dharma, is it? Is that a thing you're close to? Uh, I, don't,
1: I don't think so, no, but, it's, it's um, like a, but yeah. we're going to roll with it.
4: Okay?
3: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think they call it Mr. Dharma. It's beautiful, man. <laughs> <laughs>
2: so Ellie, you uh, you wrote Uh, Cycling Sojourner the Oregon edition and I think at that point it was just called Cycling Sojourner Um, did you intend to write a second book or did this kind of catch you by surprise
1: I didn't mean to become a publisher I I just (laughs) I didn't Um, it just just happened to me (laughs) uh, you know I was thinking to myself where's the money at?" yeah right I didn't mean to I, I just knew that the Oregon book needed to happen and I had all of the right skill set very particular set the the guidebook author the the actually cycling guidebook author routes coordinator uh, routes planner so I just had um, a fabulous touring partner you know all of those things in the bag no just kidding
2: um. <laughs> you're talking about your husband Joe.
1: Oh, he actually is pretty (laughs) fabulous. Well, Um, and
2: a badass. I think he was the one that... uh I remember him like beating a bunch of people in gold sprints at Bello Colt one time.
1: Oh, oh yeah, yes. he got really serious yeah, was, about the gold sprints. That was the spreads. cycling
4: sojourner. That was the, the first. hits.
1: It was the hits. Yes. It was the hop, the hop in the saddle. Oh, um, okay. that's
4: what it was. Yes. Yep. the the um, that was so fun. That, yeah, uh, he got real party.
1: serious. There was one two Schwins, I think, from mm-hmm. the sixties, maybe yeah. the seventies, yeah. that people were racing on. He threw off his shirt. <laughs> yeah, that was that was oh, that's something. Right. Oh, yeah. yeah. See, that's what I remember about or, it.
2: <laughs> if I may say so, that's a man who looks good with his shirt on, yeah, too, I know. So. You're
1: yeah. telling me. He's built.
2: Uh, no, but, what were we, uh, we
1: talking about?
2: <laughs> Your fabulous touring partner, I think, is where we left the that. Oh, the I was trajectory. saying how
3: fabulous I was.
1: Oh, this okay. is the Sprocket
4: Podcast. We're talking with Ellie Tolleheimer. <laughs> <laughs> she wrote The Cycling Sojourn, Washington Edition. So, Ellie, tell me. <laughs>
3: You can that's really, really so, that's
4: get it so back. unnatural. You
1: can really really get
2: it. Back. <laughs> uh, I think we were we were talking about uh, <laughs>
4: reasons why here,
2: There's another train. Reason,
4: yeah, here it comes. Wow, and the 7:30.
2: What's up, you It's late. Um uh, the Washington edition—it was yes. not a surprise, but uh, but you oh, right. decided um, later to yeah, make a so second version.
1: Then, then, then the Hop in the Saddle—I just it evolved from the Oregon book. So, Hop in the Saddle, uh, and then I ended up publishing that one. Um, it did really well, successful title, and before I knew it, I was um, approaching Washington Bikes, which was my partner on this project, uh, and they're uh, really championing. championing
2: It's a great IPA, isn't it? (laughs) (laughs) They are champions of bicycling in
1: Washington. Is that a word? Anyways, it better um, be by now. uh, Bicycle tourism in Washington. Because, you know, their equivalent of Travel Oregon, what. You know, it was an organization that does so much work for bicycle tourism in our state. They totally defunded. Mm -hmm. So they have no one. And so Washington Bikes has stepped up to the plate. Because, I mean, Washington has some of the most amazing cycle touring. They really do. Yeah. Yeah. And just uh, amazing roads. Uh, Traffic is super mellow. Mm -hmm. Uh, The diversity of landscapes will blow your mind. So, yeah. Um, so they stepped in, and uh, before I knew it, I was doing a Washington book. And I guess I'm going to keep on doing this. Excellent. Right
4: so so what that. other states do you have? Yeah. In
1: there? <laughs> I am thinking um, Northern California might be my next one. Okay, California right, gets to right. be like
2: two or three books because it's so big. Yes. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. So that's that's kind of what I'm thinking.
2: Okay, yeah. And our friends Tammy and Logan from down near Shasta were telling us about I, I know there's that new adventure cycling route that went in down uh, in all Northern right. California. Acadia? No. Uh... Well, Arcata is on the coast, right. so that would be like yeah. the coastal route. But there's right. a there's another one I think somewhere more inland. Oh. But uh yeah, they they put a route in down there and Logan was saying that the yeah, the the riding is beautiful and serene and uh, the scenery is is great. So, yeah, that seems like a good idea.
1: Yep. Yeah. So that's that's kind of I don't I don't know what is it's very is the next thing. Okay. But that's for the cycle touring guides that yeah. maybe.
2: That's a but good who idea. Who knows? Yeah, it could be anything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Could it be uh, New Jersey? No.
1: Okay. No, it's not going
4: to be New Jersey. Okay. Can you imagine the state of New Jersey just calling you up? So I heard you wrote a few books.
1: (laughs) Chris Christie. Hey.
2: That's right. (laughs) (laughs) i know there's uh
4: i need some good pr here
2: (laughs) (laughs) there's like a greenway that's being kind of pieced together piece by piece on the east coast between city to city kind of major cities connected by bikeways and everything yeah (laughs) and a lot of it's going to be off uh i think off-road paths which is awesome but it's not done by any means so yeah yeah so it'll be a while before that's ready for you to go and write a book about yeah but uh, so, how did the uh, how did the experience of doing the research for this book compare to the one for last time for the, when you did Oregon?
1: Well, there are a lot of different factors. Mm-hmm. Um, one of which was um, I had different authors working okay. for me on this one. Yeah, so four of four of the five of the chapters are by other authors, mm-hmm. and. Um, Second of all, I was pregnant for all of the research. Packing heat, which was I was packing major (laughs) heat, and that was very special. Yeah, Um, I was sick the entire time. Right.
2: So I was just listening to the Kaboo Bike Show. They had you on. Uh, Was that last week or this week? I forget. Uh, It was last
3: week. Yeah. Just
2: recently, we were talking with them, and yeah, I remember you sharing the story of being sick and just feeling terrible the entire time you were doing this trip, right?
1: Well, the thing is, is the only thing that really gave me any relief was bicycle touring. Not even bicycle riding from my house Uh made me feel especially better. But if I was on a bicycle tour...
4: Something about being out... I don't know what it was. In the middle of nowhere. And
1: then I would come back, and the next day I would feel bad again. I have no idea what it was. With The fresh air, the focus, I don't know. But... um, it helped me. I was so glad that I had this book.
2: That's so fascinating. It's, it's kind of a mystery. Like you still don't know what the answer is, <laughs> no. but you know it helped.
1: Yeah, and pregnancy is so hardcore. <laughs> I mean, you think the trans Iowa is hardcore? Or you think bike right. rate. No, <laughs> pregnancy is so hardcore, and no one knows anything about the symptom. You know the, the right. symptoms or who, why some people have them and why other people don't, mm-hmm. or why they go away or why they stay.
2: Yeah, and this was your first.
1: Yes, yeah. one and,
2: one and done. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, it it is kind of interesting thinking about doing a bicycle tour pregnant. Uh, it uh, it's not a thing that's common, I don't think. Like when you bump into people who have panniers out in the middle yeah. of nowhere, mm-hmm. you, they don't usually also have a baby inside
4: them. No, so. it's no, true. I, I would imagine like did did people like that you run into? Did you let them know like, I, and I'm pregnant. You know, as I'm well, doing this, or
1: I am um, I I toured up until six months through six months. Okay. Um, okay. and I didn't That's- show for I didn't I just maybe looked like at a couple too many beers and that, you know, I looked at this like little tubby, <laughs> right. like, so if they wouldn't have known if I wouldn't right. have told them. Okay. okay. So. And it
4: never really came up in conversation. Oh yeah.
1: I, I told them, and, okay. but they, I, I think they, were the people, you know, they just were so unfamiliar with bike touring yeah. that they didn't really know that that was like something special right. or interesting. Right. They, like
4: that, that as an added twist, yeah, like, didn't no. really register. So they
1: just yeah. kind of rolled with it. Okay. Like, yeah. Yeah. But it's and I really looked, I researched a lot about um, biking while pregnant, and uh, there's no information. The, the only information really that's out there is, you know, women want to stay fit or you know keep the pounds <laughs> yeah. off while they're pregnant, and so there's um, stuff talking to them about cycling. Okay. But there's not like something for cyclists wanting to keep on cycling. There's not a lot, and I'd I'd like to write something about that actually. Ah, well
4: then, there it is. So. <laughs> There's I don't some, think there's
1: a whole book because I think maybe 15 people would buy it. But, okay. <laughs> no, no, maybe 150. But it'd be very important to us. I think us we can boost those numbers. Oh, yeah.
4: I think, <laughs> okay. I think there are more people that are interested With, in yeah. this. With the broadcasting power we have. Right, this.
1: right.
4: <laughs> Unleash well, the podcast. <laughs>
1: there's so many women that I've talked to that... Just don't know. Yeah. Can we bicycle? You know, what's the deal? Because sure. some doctors will say, "Oh no, because you'll fall." Yeah.
3: Mm-hmm. I mean, but
1: that doesn't make any sense, right? Right. Right. Well, and you then, shouldn't walk.
4: Well, yeah. I was going to say you can fall any time. Yes. You know?
1: so, Sitting
2: down, damn it. Or I be mean, sure. Be sure to take your crutches with you when you go out pregnant. Yeah.
1: <laughs> right. Or just walk in like an invisible gerb, you know, the gerbil bubble thing. Like, <laughs> yeah. like, nothing will happen to you. So, but um, then doc- some doctors say it's fine, you know. And I, I have a very healthy, beautiful young girl, and I, I cycled through my fortieth week. Yeah, I was actually in labor, and I was on my bicycle.
3: Wow. Yeah. So
1: I'm not as hardcore as Katie Proctor. I don't know if you've talked to her, yeah. but.
2: I'm trying to remember the specifics. Did she bike herself to the she hospital?
1: She, she was yeah. in That's, labor. Okay. That's a
4: whole write up in Our Bikes Ourselves? Yes, okay. it is.
1: That's... Yeah. From Taking the Lane. or Ellie LA Blue Publishing. Yeah. yeah. So I'm not that hard. But I did go into labor. I was, cause I would go and we, Ellie Blue and I would walk up and down the stairs at what we called Mount labor. Mount labor.
3: <laughs> That's clever.
1: And she would stay with me and exercise with me. And, um, uh, so we did that and I was about three days overdue. Okay. Yep. And then I just kept on stopping and going, hold on, hold on. <laughs> second and she's like I don't think this is normal and she started taking pictures <laughs> <laughs> <Right>.
3: <laughs> well now, the baby's we gonna should, come out here yeah. by the reservoir
4: we're gonna get it <laughs> recorded here we're gonna yeah. get it on record <laughs>
2: And then we'll have to boil the water.
4: And then, yes, and then we'll have to dump the (laughs) residue. Right. (laughs) Uh,
2: So you said you contracted out some of the writing of various chapters to other folks. What was your connection with these other authors? Were people that you knew in person or others Uh, that you had been connected or referred to by someone?
1: I had, had, um, let's see, I had been connected with... uh, Half of them, and then the other half I had just met because um, they were referred to me. Uh, uh, one was a former Lonely Planet author, and oh, and yeah. so like yeah. one of the ilk. Um, and and you also
2: have Lonely Planet experience, is that right? Yeah, I, yeah. I wrote
1: for them for a, for a number of years. She was you know. Know.
4: Lonely
3: Planet. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I wrote Cycling Italy for Lonely Planet. Yes, yeah. So. Um, yeah, but it was it was an interesting experience being a, a manager and uh uh getting to sort of have these authors come on board and hear their voices and get to... What I wanted to do was um, have Washingtonians on board.
4: Okay. Because I
1: felt like, you know, I want Washingtonians to... No, that makes sense. ...to to be a part of this. And um, all of these people loved touring. Mm -hmm. So uh, I gave it a shot.
2: Yeah, yeah. And there's there's a bunch of great contributions. In addition to the chapters, there's also little blurbs. Uh, from time to time, uh, mm-hmm. about various like special interest topics,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, Steph Ralph is not from Washington, but uh, she has a great little
1: uh, uh, shoestring. Yeah, that was panting. it. Yeah, so like yeah. you can't afford
2: the expensive stuff. Here's here's how you you know here's how you fill in the gaps with yes. uh, common household implements.
1: Yeah, I like the idea
2: of rain job. gloves uh, as just like the big yellow dish gloves. Right, it's a great idea.
1: Yeah, because the other ones eventually they'll just peter out.
2: Yeah, yeah, it's so, kind of like a shoes and socks scenario yeah. or something.
1: So but, yeah, uh, yeah. Then that you know that was carried over from the first book. Oh, it was. It was just a, it was edited and, oh, and okay. messed with a little bit. Gotcha. Because it was so good. Yeah, yeah. And people love that one. Okay. And people also love the. Uh, How to choose your touring partner.
2: Right. That's good advice.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Make sure they don't suck.
2: (laughs) Basically. Yeah. I won't ask you to name names, but uh, what are some difficulties you've experienced (laughs) with touring partners?
4: No, this is, yeah, this is something that we've been like an ongoing discussion with. You should look at that. You and me and Adele. Yeah.
1: Yeah. You should look at that article. It has a set of questions to ask yourself and others. So, Um, Mm -hmm. anyways. and you sh- you could get the book at cyclingsojourner.com you if you want to if you want to read that. Um, nice. Did you see I did yeah, the yeah. microphone thing? Exactly. That you taught me how. Yes,
2: oh, and, okay. and you did not issue a call to action. You just gave information. <laughs> so we're good for radio.
1: Uh, let's see. There was one uh, woman who I didn't know very well who I went with, and we had a different communication style. Hmm. Uh, so that was kind of hard. Um, I don't. I think that was the only one. I have had a lot of luck going with um pretty wonderful really wonderful people that i've just enjoyed getting to know uh, over the years and um stephanie edmond here and down i don't know she's a bike fit person okay. and she's so wonderful to go with my husband is so wonderful to go with um so let's see was there another one um oh one time my girlfriend i went and i went and we were cycle touring in cuba okay and um am i supposed to say that <laughs> well
2: hypothetically you this... could have done it but you wouldn't have been flying from America
1: right
4: no. you could you could still get to Cuba right Yeah, there just wasn't any direct connection Cuba
1: I Florida thought. we were yes. oh, cycle touring right, yeah. through Cuba Florida oh, duh. it's a beautiful right. place uh, it's a sunshine state <laughs> um... is it inside Epcot <laughs> yeah <laughs> Anyways, she was going through a rough patch, okay. and so that was kind of hard, but she's still a wonderful friend, yeah. but, it's, but it's, you know, um, you get to find out all sorts of different, you know, the onion layers start mm. to peel yep. off, and yep. you just uh, don't have enough energy to have any of the social lubrication that you normally have.
2: And you find out if it's a Walla Walla sweet or not. Or if it's the kind that, will oh, yeah. you, the kind that will make you cry, <laughs> right. so, <yeah>. or both, <laughs> usually both. <laughs> yeah,
1: but it's. I think it's the one. I'm glad you're going with it. It's going to be. It's just like one of the most romantic things you can do.
2: It kind of is. Yeah, it's so romantic. I, I feel lucky that she's as into it as I am. Yeah, and I don't. I, I'm not sure if I've I told hate you this. You both. <laughs> 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 I'm sure, Aaron. I've told you that I, I didn't go camping at all. Um like until uh, Until I met Adele, yeah, because she yeah. actually knew about how to sleep in the woods, and up until that point, the only camping I had done was like a really shitty tent from you know like my parents' garage or something that I had you know we we found at a garage sale in like nineteen ninety five and then pulled it out of storage in like you know nineteen ninety seven or something like that, and then, like you throw it in the car and you set it up somewhere, you sleep kind of uncomfortably, and then you go home and Adele had spent time actually sleeping outdoors kind of with real gear and um Like, you know, she had like sleeping bags that weren't full of cotton and that sort of thing. (laughs)
1: Like (laughs) the double sleeping bag.
2: Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. And so it was just like, you know, having someone to take you and induct you is great. Uh, So, yeah, uh, a good cycle touring partner can do that. Like if you haven't done a lot of bicycle touring, you find someone else who has um, that 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 is one thing you could look for is, you know, what's the shared experience here? So anyways, I'm I'm happy to have had that because now now I know how to sleep outdoors. But uh, I was going to ask, uh, as far as um, transportation in Washington, I know the, uh, the Cascadian, like kind of Puget Sound region is all connected very well by transit. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of these tours are in eastern Washington. What, uh, if you don't own a car, what uh, are your options for getting to some of these other uh, eastern Washington tours?
1: It will be really hard to go on the Okanagan tour. Um, that's just gonna be really uh, you plan on a lot of time to get out there and to get back. Okay, because it starts from Tanasket.
3: Yeah, and
1: that's just very hard to get to with public transportation. You've got to take a train and then bus. Um, so it's it's a it's a long way, and people won't be used to bikes being on this on these. You know On the bus Or So That's It would just take a lot of time Yeah Lots of people just don't have It's a five to It's a four to seven day tour Mm -hmm. So Um But There's actually Train service out to to Spokane. That's so, true. So you have to finagle it with your bike because they don't have bike. You can't put it, your bike. You can't just take it off.
3: You can't like okay. hang it on a
2: hook
1: or something. You can, you can. It can be luggage to Spokane. But anywhere in between, if you want to get off in between, you you there's only very, very few places that you, they will actually have manned stations that can take your bike off in, yeah. it, but it has to be boxed mm-hmm. to spoke oh, it's yeah. not like the sweet cascadia the cascadian not yet. cascade no. or cascade line through amtrak where you can just hang your bike up it's right. awesome
4: yeah and so that's to, fairly
1: recent
3: mm-hmm. yeah
1: if amtrak had you know if they were su- super interested they, in the bicycling demographic. They could make a couple of simple changes. Right. And, really and make hundreds of dollars. Make <laughs> wait.
2: Make millions of dollars.
1: They could at, at least make ninety seven dollars and fifty six cents. Yes. They, they don't can. know what they're missing. <laughs> I'll take That's my ninety-seven dollars somewhere else. <laughs> no. But this is an old conversation, right? For, between <laughs> cyclists, tourists, you know.
2: Well, it's been it's been a long, uh, long contested thing that Amtrak yeah. doesn't serve the cyclist needs as well as it could. Yeah. But uh, if you are okay with taking your bike apart a couple of times and putting it back together, and you can get your hands on some cardboard, it's not that difficult. Yeah.
4: Mm-hmm. Really, I think anyone should be. I don't know. This might be an overstatement here, but I think anyone should be comfortable enough with. You know, taking their bike apart to some degree. Sure. You know, we don't all need to be bike mechanics. But if you're out doing some touring, you, you should know some basic maintenance stuff or at least be around people well, who know this stuff. I
1: think the Amtrak and, boxes are different than even the regular bike, the ba- boxes that bikes are packed in. They're oh, really big so that yeah. you can just take you your handlebars is- to the yeah. side, you just take off your um, pedals and i think you're good to go
3: yeah
2: and i so, even got my bike into one of the amtrak boxes with the pedals on one time oh. <laughs> try we could, as we might with yeah. a blowtorch oh couldn't my get god
1: that
2: <laughs> was in klamath falls up in the woods and the guy's just like Oh here let me get my blowtorch we'll figure it out oh
1: really i <laughs> yeah. thought you were being facetious nope, nope. he actually oh, had it there yeah okay then
2: <laughs> can of propane and a big stream of flame
1: <laughs> <laughs> i don't know if it helps can heat yeah <laughs>
2: seriously <laughs> he knew about that um yeah, so there's that. Uh, he gray- should have
1: used his gun. There you go. <laughs>
2: Shoot, <it laughs> Shoot off. the tarnation out of that pedal. Uh, Greyhound is another option, I love option, that you right? just said tarnation. It's, it's <laughs> <So> old-timey, <laughs> right? <laughs> that, that shows you something about my, my perspective on like rural communities, and I probably need to upgrade that a little bit. <laughs> Number one, they're far more profane than we give them credit for. <laughs> they can be. Uh, but no, the uh, there are busing options as well, either Greyhound or local coaches that sometimes will allow you to take your boxes, uh, boxes yeah, of bike. Yeah,
1: for sure. And you can usually get it on. Yeah. Yeah. You, I mean, it's a good chance. You're going to, you know, but uh, it's not really, some of the places out there aren't used to it. So sometimes, you know, you, some things happen, like, I don't know if you guys remember Ellie Blue and... Uh, the
4: Brompton, the
1: Brompton eps-
4: episode, yeah,
2: with debacle, yes. the great Amtrak escapade, yeah. Yes. So, yeah.
1: anyways, she, uh, they were told to take their folding bikes off. It was in the middle of the night, I believe. right? Yes.
2: After, yes, yeah. Was. Even though the policy clearly allows them to yes. have these folding bikes as luggage in the luggage area,
1: right? But, so it was uh, a huge yeah. to do. So then there's stuff like that that can happen, but um, I haven't really. If I think that if you're pretty polite, um, yeah, and. Um,
2: yeah, and Ellie Blue and Joe Beal are nothing but polite. Yes. They are the nicest people. Yeah,
1: I think they just barged into their to their sleeping car and just <laughs> Take the folding block.
2: There's Back the floor. terrorists.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: uh yeah. And, well, I, I won't make any apologies for like Amtrak not doing what they say they will do on paper. But uh, I, I do understand that the conductors do work really long shifts. And, uh, for example, on the Empire Builder, I know those guys are on basically for like three days straight or something oh like gosh. that. I mean, they get like, you know, kind of short breaks and that sort of thing. But they don't get like a full eight hours off, I don't think. Wow. So, uh, yeah, depending on where you are on the line, they could they could be having maybe a bad day.
1: Right. It's true. <laughs> I guess that's true anyway.
2: Last time I stayed up 72 hours, I had a pretty bad day. I don't think I've ever stayed up 72 hours. That, that I know of. And,
1: do you remember, remember. The, the last 24 hours of that 72 hour
2: day? Mm, no, no. Um,
1: was it the naked bike ride?
2: It could have been. <laughs> I've been getting less sleep recently than I need. The other option I thought was really interesting was U-Haul. And you mentioned this in a mm-hmm. couple of different tours. The, uh, yeah. some, some cities will allow you to drive a U-Haul point to point. Well,
1: sometimes you know oh, when yeah. you don't have... Um, not, not a lot of cities have car rental. You know, mm-hmm. you have to be a city of a certain size. Yeah. Or not of towns. An but even airport. smaller towns will have U Haul. And U Haul is cool because lots of them are one, you know, one way. Yeah. Right. You can go yeah. one way. So you can toss your bike in the back of U Haul and smoosh in and, and go. So that's that's an option, yeah, definitely If and you want to do that
2: it doesn't even have to be like a huge u haul because they rent vans and that right. sort of thing these mm-hmm. days. they rent trucks that, they uh, do. like I think they
1: do, but I think that's more finicky okay. than the other, yeah okay. that's more finicky than the other kind,
2: gotcha, yeah, yeah. But it's a, it's a great option and it's one I would not have considered. Yeah. Uh, so I like this idea. It's creative thinking, and again, doesn't require you to own your own vehicle. So mm-hmm. if you don't, then you still have a way to get your gear to the starting location that you want. So, like for example, Port Angeles, I believe, is one of the ones that uh, was written about mm-hmm. where you can you can drop off your U-Haul there, yep, and you never have to come back for it. They'll take yep. care of it. Yeah. So that's pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is cool, and most of the most of the tours can be accessed relatively simply by. A train, and especially if you want to add another day of biking on, the Eastern Oregon ones are pretty accessible, except for the Tanasco one. Okay, the the one um, up in the Okanagan.
2: Yeah, yeah, that's which just is
1: an incredible one. Really beautiful. Oh my god. Yeah. It's well, just, and
2: that's yeah. just on the other side of the uh, the rain shadow, right? Like it's it's kind of like pine foresty.
1: Um, there's it deserts. Desert, okay. It's deserts, and then it's also forests. It's okay. deep forest. Yeah. So you go, you climb up. You go through orchards, kind of canyons and river valleys, where there's orchards and um, beautiful lakes, sparkling lakes, and then you head up into the mountains.
2: Yeah. Yeah, it's so, beautiful stuff.
1: Yeah, and then you come back, and you kind of circle through, and you come back down, and you go through ghost towns mm-hmm. um, from old mining, you know, booms, and it's people I don't know I think we saw maybe two or three cyclists okay M- maybe three I think two
2: like on, on your entire time yeah, mm-hmm. yeah and that was in it. June yeah
1: in June so wow.
2: so it's still kind of early in the season if you're going like towards the mountains that sort of thing I, I guess was, but, but man yeah.
1: if you look at the San Juans it gets thousands and thousands of cycle, cyclists that definitely Okanagan the Okanagan you there's never a crappy strip of road really Like, in some of the, I mean, the Oregon tours are fabulous, but there's, like, maybe at least a half a mile or um, six miles of the whole tour that's crappy, yeah, you know? Yeah, Like, through town, you have to get on a highway. There's, Tenoskitt, no. Maybe, I mean, I guess if you count downtown Tenoskitt as Uh traffic-y, but, I mean, you just can be on amazing roads.
2: And that's a smaller town.
1: Oh, yeah, So, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's
2: little, <laughs> not a big draw for traffic. There's no, no rush hour to speak of. I'm right, sure. Right. No.
1: Well, maybe. I mean, it's along Highway 97, oh, okay. so there's a little bit of traffic. But and the cool part, of it, I guess for me up there, uh, another cool part is that Tanasque and Republic both have food co-ops that are amazing. Oh, really? So it's not a food desert out there. Okay, that's and, good to know. Yeah. So so you sometimes- can get your
2: seitan. If you want it, <laughs>
1: It's so funny. I don't think I've eaten or said that word since the '90s, but <laughs> like, good job.
2: <laughs> they make those little like uh, uh, beef jerky replacement things that yeah. I like.
1: Oh, Okay, good. But, yeah. <laughs> Soy seitan. protein.
2: Yes, it's yes. like your
1: trying. <laughs>
2: Hail satan. Uh, so yes, the um, <laughs> there is not a food desert. Yeah, and uh, and Republic yeah. has a brewery. Okay. Yeah. That's not a bad idea. No. Yeah. So <laughs> That that's awesome. Yeah. The yeah. other one that was really intriguing to me was the Walla Walla loop because this is uh looks like beautiful country yes. and I remember we went through that uh Adele and I two years ago when and also uh John, listen, uh, podcast listener John's out there in Walla Walla. Oh yeah. Hey John.
4: How's it going? Hi and, John. Yeah.
2: Uh they've got some beautiful country out there. Um, mm-hmm. I'm trying to remember the names of the towns that are just north because uh, there's a couple of. Is it? It's not. Waitsburg. Really, Waitsburg. That's yeah. it. I was going to say Williamsburg, but Waitsburg, Washington, yeah. is this cute little town, wonderful little hardware store, yeah, and uh, and some great food. There was actually uh, there may In have Dayton,
1: Dayton, Dayton. Even Dayton
2: has a brewery. We didn't stop at because mm-hmm. we were pushing.
1: Well, Waitsburg has a brewery.
2: Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I kept seeing beer and kept being like, you know, damn these times. I I really wanted to stop, but we had to keep pushing on. So Dayton
1: has a brewery and they have a tap called Shitty Beer. Is that? right <laughs> yeah it's like mess ups oh from we their- saw
2: the, there was uh, okay. a picture of this when yes. you did the Velocult release party oh there was that was on the okay. projection oh, yeah
1: so they have actually the shitty tap and we've had a beer from the shitty tap and yeah. it was not that shitty
2: okay all right. um,
1: but you know they had gotten the flavor profile wrong or something right so it's kind of it like uh,
2: Captain Crunch the Chief they...
1: Springs it's actually <laughs> it becomes <laughs> oh, magic wow. stars
2: or something well when they mixed that like the that made me a little
1: ill i oh, sorry
2: <laughs> no. No, I think they had like the Crunchberry mix up where they had like the wrong pieces oh, and it was yeah, like whoops all berries but it yeah. was actually pretty good yeah. um, I, I mean I, as I recall as a young child it probably yeah. wouldn't be good to me today except
1: for it F's you in your sugar hole yeah
2: <laughs> and nobody likes that This is what happens, Larry. (laughs) So, yeah. um,
1: (laughs) uh, (laughs) What? Isn't isn't that how it feels?
2: I I would imagine so. It's been a while. I'm not much of a serial guy though. You're lying. You're (laughs) lying.
1: What? About not
2: being a serial guy?
1: No, about not eating capture. Yeah.
2: No, it's been at least five years.
1: I see a little bit Captain of Captain brunch. Crunch dust on your bag. It's all like ground <laughs> on <to> the carpet, <laughs> right into the computer. <laughs> yeah, where
2: where were we? Were we uh, beer? Beer, shitty yeah. beer.
1: And it's so so. Chief Springs, the the brewery is called Chief Springs Brewery. Or, okay. Um, our Firebrand Pub. I can't remember exactly the name, <laughs> but it's actually started by the by the chief. The fire chief. Oh, really? Yeah. And when there's a call out, they they have this big spinny arrow thing, you know, like a dialing for dollars thing or, Uh you know, wheel of fortune. And whatever it lands on, there's like a special, like if the pints are a dollar or pints are two dollars. Oh, wow. Or pints are double
2: priced.
4: Makes you feel better about somebody's house burning
2: down. (laughs) You gotta, gotta, yeah, do something to alleviate the emotional distress of the moment.
4: (laughs) Oh, I'm so worried about the. Oh, Pints are a dollar. Okay.
2: <laughs> Cheap, shitty beer. <laughs> Sounds good. Yeah.
1: He was awesome. That's, that's pretty to great. through him. Yeah. yeah
2: so. I it's really cool when brewers are also people who do other things. Yeah. And you find that in a lot of rural towns. Like, mm-hmm. people wear many hats. So, yeah. literally and figuratively, I guess. Yeah. So, yeah. Did you meet any other interesting characters that maybe shared multiple hats like that?
1: Let me see. Multiple hat wearers. Like the postman mm. was
2: also the dog catcher or something like that?
1: I I'm racking my brain and I can't think, I think of it it's a a like that there
2: would be a conflict
4: of interest. There. That, oh you're
2: right. <laughs> oh yeah, okay, never mind. Yeah. Postman dog
1: catcher. Oh it's all right. Yeah. I'm sure there was, but I just I'm drawing a blank.
2: No worries, no worries at all. Uh so what uh, are you touring with this book at all? Are you going anywhere for I'm, events or
1: I yeah, a little bit. It's a little bit different with a five-month-old, right? So that's a little bit different.
4: Parties look a little different. Right?
1: Parties look a little. They end at <laughs> six a more, fifteen. A lot more. Pm, PM, PM instead of am. Right, right.
4: Well, that's six
2: fifteen. Is just like the people who don't really catch social cues. That's they're, they're the only ones left.
1: <laughs> No, but she's great traveling. Yeah. So we'll we'll actually be going around Washington a Very little cool. bit. Cool. I think I'll be talking at the REIs and talking in Tacoma. Uh there's a wonderful cycling club down there that I, I've gone to talk to about the Oregon Book and Nice. Um, Which one maybe is Bellingham. That? uh it is the Spokane is it the Spokane Wheelman Club. Okay. I think that that's what it's called. Okay. Yeah, I actually met her while I was researching the Oregon book, oh, nice. and a, a group of them were out in the Hell's Canyon, and so we just like, you know, hung out with them for the night, and yeah, they asked me to come visit, and now they want me to come visit again. Nice. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, yeah. So you can get the book. It's cyclingsojourner.com, dot com,
1: mm-hmm.
2: and uh, to spell that, uh, it's it's uh, what S O J O U R N E R. Sojourner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yes. Sojourner.
1: Yep.
2: I win the B. <laughs> it's uh great. Yeah. Cyclingsojourner.com. You can get uh, all three of these books that we mentioned. There's Cycling Sojourner, Cycling Sojourner, Washington, and Hop in the Saddle, mm-hmm. which was kind of the interstitial. And Hop in the Saddle was also a great project. We, we really enjoyed that one because uh, I, I think there's a couple. I, I know I had never been to Upright Brewing before oh, I yeah. read the book. Oh, cool. And Adele said, let's go to Upright. So we did. And it's great.
1: That's very cool.
2: And yeah, it's just a bunch of uh, great stuff. And of course, we don't advocate riding drunk. Don't do that. But uh, if, you, uh, if you put in some good miles and want a beer to reward yourself with, uh, Hop in the Saddle can help you find a way to make that happen. And
1: there's tasters, too. You can always have tasters. That's Ooh. right.
2: Yes. <laughs> uh, well, thank you so much for coming out, and uh, good luck with the book. Thank you. Um, if you had, say, one of these tours in the Washington book that uh, you haven't done yet... Well, you've probably done all of them, I guess.
1: Uh, Let me see. I have not done the John Wayne Trail.
2: Okay, yeah. So uh, are are you interested in the John Wayne Trail?
1: Incredibly. Okay, yeah. It is uh, not a lot. Do you know what it is?
2: Yes. Uh, It's actually one of the things I think that I was obsessed with as a child because, um, you know, it goes, technically it goes all the way across the state. Mm -hmm. Uh, Practically, it probably goes to Ellensburg.
1: It goes past there into Idaho,
2: right? Right, but like
1: roughly, yeah. So the
2: the trail is very rideable as a gravel surface until
1: Ellensburg on the
2: west side, yeah. Yeah. And then the rest of it's kind of old ballast, and Mm it hasn't really been uh, converted into something rideable yet.
1: Yeah, and so we have the the route goes from Seattle to Ellensburg.
2: Okay, excellent. Yeah, Yeah. in the book. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So and five dollar camping along the way.
1: Yeah. At the time of publishing. Yep. At the time of publishing, and just kind of rural rural Washington at its best, and um, not a lot of traffic, not only people know about it, but people should, because it's this incredible multi-use trail.
2: Yeah, and there are not that many uh, rail trails that you can take a multi-day trip on. Most of them aren't that long.
1: It's true. So, and especially in Oregon, we have, you know, we don't have a lot of options for multi-use trail. We are deficient. Super. Speaking the of 40 trains... 40-mile
3: loop. <laughs> right, that's really...
2: Not 40 miles, not a loop. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> <laughs> it does have an end though up at Kelly Point.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> well, yeah, actually no, it's called have the a banks loop. The for Nona. Well, yeah, yeah, that one's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. It's and,
1: 26, mm-hmm. 20, 25 miles.
4: Yeah. Oh, and then around. there's the ever accre- ever increasing one over at Cottage Grove.
2: Oh yes, the uh that was it the Row River Trail. Yes. Yeah, which uh, it's like 85 miles. <laughs> uh, it's actually like 25 I think.
4: I think it's like 12.
2: Okay. Never yeah,
1: mind. I don't think it's I don't yeah.
2: <laughs> Much aggrandized. It is but, part of the Oregon Scenic Bikeways. But they
4: Network. love to talk about it over there. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. they love to increase the mileage of it every time they talk Definitely. about
2: it. Definitely. So the John Wayne Trail, also known at what is it? Iron Horse State yeah. Park. Yeah, it's like Iron a Horse long yeah. linear park. Yeah. Um yeah, it's uh, it's a great idea. Great option. So uh someday I need to do this.
1: Yeah, it just sounds so ideal even with kids because there's no traffic. Maybe especially know, with kids, yeah. Um, yes. Uh, especially with kids.
2: Well, let's uh before we stop talking about bicycle touring, uh if, if you were going to tour with your your child, mm-hmm. what's your preferred conveyance of choice?
1: Oh. Well, um I think that for what cuz Joe and I like to do longer rides mm-hmm. ourselves and so um and we like We're planning on touring with Ruby, my little girl.
2: Good for you. And uh, And hi, Ruby, when you're old enough to hear this. She won't be old enough to hear this for a long time.
4: Not for a while.
1: (laughs) So, yeah, um, I think we we have a chariot. Okay, yes. That's a really good choice for us because you can also convert it really easily. Chariot. (laughs) <laughs> Chariot.com. Like <Sorry>. in Ben Hur. <laughs> like, no, I, I'm going to get her a whip. Sh- I'm going to get her. But only for her dad. <laughs> yes. No, um, this
2: this is a trailer made by, uh, well, well, Chariot.
1: Yeah. <laughs> the company. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> exactly. Um, and it can convert for cross-country skiing and jogging.
2: Oh, my. That's fantastic. Yeah. So it is. really is like a, a multi-use
1: it is, yeah. And we have a we have a tradition of going to a fire tower for New Year's. Oh, nice! Every year with our and friend Bernie. Fire towers
2: are absolutely great.
1: Again, Jack Kerouac. Yes. Yeah. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's what we're gonna use. We're gonna see how it goes. Right. Right.
2: right. Yeah. Uh, Aaron, did you have any more questions about uh, Cycling Sojourner?
4: Not this time.
2: All right. <laughs> Fabulous. Well, Ellie, thank you. And was And fun. Uh, Yeah. Uh, we'd like to have fun. you back next time uh, when Cycling Sojourner New Jersey comes out. <laughs> <laughs> Cyclingsojourner.com <laughs> is the place
4: to find it. You've been Thanks. listening to the Spracket Podcast. Find us on the internet at sprocketpodcast.com or on KRXY-FM 91.1 FM. <laughs> FM. That's right. <laughs>
2: Thanks for listening. We really appreciate all of you. Thank you for sticking around with us, helping us do the show that we love. Thanks also to all of our donors who make this happen. We really couldn't keep the wheels turning without you pitching in and donating the money that you do. So thank you so much for that. If you'd like to be a donor, go to thesprocketpodcast.com and look for any of our links on any of the episodes to our Patreon campaign. And of course, thanks to the beer mongers for keeping liquid lubrication in all of our shows at Southeast Division and 12th. Thanks to Aaron and Guthrie, who are both taking a week off for spring break, and we will talk to you very soon next week on the Scrocket Podcast.